Hello everyone, and welcome back to Phonication, the podcast dedicated to the weirdest wieners we can find. I'm your host, Jack, and you are the listener. Also, if you're new here, welcome. Thank you guys so very much for tuning back in. I am wildly excited to bring you weirdos another horrifying episode and to try to make you as uncomfortable as humanly possible while listening to it. (laughs) Also, I know the world is in kind of a weird place right now with everything going on, so please stay safe out there. One off-topic safety practice I recently learned a hard lesson on is not letting your dogs punch you directly in the face because then you'll get a black eye. And while at least it happened in quarantine and nobody has to see it, I recommend just not getting punched in the first place. So much easier. (laughs) All right, so let's move right past that and jump into today's episode. If you were able to guess last week's hint, then you'll probably be completely unsurprised to learn that today's episode is about the leopard slug, which is cool. So leopard slug is the common name. Another common name is the great gray slug. The scientific name, however, is Lemix maximus, which is literally just biggest slug. Not a whole lot of creativity went to that naming process, but I guess they didn't really need it. It definitely gets the point across. Like, which slug are we talking about? Oh, the biggest one, of course. You know exactly what they're talking about then. (laughs) Except for the fact that it is not the biggest slug. Lemax cineroniger is actually the biggest slug, and I guess they're in the same genus of keel slugs, so it's close enough, but in my opinion, not really. That's like a name that you have to earn. And by the way, I'm really sorry to any slug enthusiasts listening to this that I'm pissing off with my pronunciation. If I got it wrong, please go ahead and tell me. I don't mind. <laughs> All right, so it is a species of slug in the Limacidae family, and of course it's a gastropod, meaning that it's distantly related to mollusks, including snails, of course, shocking. Also, oysters, mussels, and squids, which I thought squids is pretty surprising. It measures four to eight inches long, so definitely on the bigger end. And it's a light gray or gray-brown color with darker blotches on the top of the body, which is exactly where it gets the common name of leopard slug. I'm going to add some pictures to the Phonication Instagram, and when you see, you'll know exactly what I mean. They've also been described as particularly slimy, which considering slugs are already pretty well known for being really, really slimy, that just has to be an obscene amount of slime, which by the way is colorless, iridescent, and not very adhesive. And if you're starting to get freaked out, don't worry, it's not a poisonous slug and the mucus isn't poisonous either, so it can't harm you if you touch it, if you even manage to hold on to it considering it's all slimy and slippery. But even though it's not poisonous, it can actually play host to a number of parasites that can be harmful to you if you ingest them. I don't really know why you would ingest a slug. I don't recommend it. That mouthfeel does not seem like a really good texture. (laughs) So um, just don't eat this one. Uh, But if you do decide to eat it, you can find it. It's native to Europe, but it's also been accidentally introduced to basically the entire goddamn world. It adapted pretty friggin' well. What's good is that it doesn't seem to be an invasive species. It's not affecting any ecosystems negatively. It's just a garden pest. So wherever you're listening from, you can probably find them. Uh, If you are going to look for them, you should probably know that they're nocturnal, which means that at night they'll go forage for food, they'll find mates, they'll go party under the local fallen log, and then they'll return home in the morning. And they actually do tend to have real homes. They have a very strong homing instinct and they very much prefer to set up their homes near human habitation, like cellars and gardens or anywhere damp and moist with human trash. 
except if you're listening in Ireland. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing that they don't like, but it's like the only part of the world where they don't display this preference for human inhabited areas. They just, <laughs> they hate your guys' garbage. <laughs> it's pretty discriminatory. Uh, the leopard slug is omnivorous, so it eats dead plants and fungi, which is the detrivore part of its diet. Detrivore, not herbivore. And it also hunts and preys on other slugs for the carnivore part of its diet. It can race after other slugs at an astonishing speed of six whole inches per minute. Fucking wild. Wasn't there, like, a show or a movie, probably, about, like, a really fast snail? Like, cars, but for snails? Was it called Turbo? I feel like it was called Turbo. I never watched it. I feel like I should. I like cartoons. Will you guys let me know if it was good? <laughs> Speaking of fucking wildly, by the way, let's talk about their wild sex lives, which is exactly why you guys are here. Let's be honest. <laughs> As I not so subtly hinted at during last week's episode, the leopard slug is a hermaphrodite, which is actually pretty much the standard for land slugs. I can't think of any off the top of my head that are not. So if I'm missing something, feel free to shoot me a message. So hermaphrodite, of course, means that they own both sets of reproductive systems intertwined into one big system. They're actually very capable of fertilizing their own eggs, making sexual encounters not entirely necessary and, unfortunately, pretty rare. And I say unfortunately because when they do have sexual encounters, it's, it's a spectacle. It's just stunning, genuinely beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely not uncommon for slugs to die virgins. And by the way, to answer a natural follow-up question, or natural to me because I had a question about it, <laughs> this doesn't make them parthenogenic, which for anyone who isn't familiar with the term, parthenogenesis is the birth of young without fertilization of the ovum by sperm, or in super layman's terms, virgin birth. Actually, I think, I think it is genuinely Greek for virgin birth, which is a real thing, by the way. It's been observed in lizards and frogs and stuff, even the blacktip shark, which actually surprised researchers when that happened. So please, no religious discourse involving slugs in my DMs. It's not necessary. Although now that I think about it, that actually, that actually sounds awesome. I, I invite that. Feel free to flood my DMs. All right, so moving past that seamlessly, <laughs> When leopard slugs do mate, like I said, it's a beautiful artistic production. So let me lay it out for you. One slug will climb up to an overhanging branch or something similar, basically something that they can dangle from. And then that slug will create a sort of goo mucus rope. It actually is made out of their mucus. And they'll use it to dangle from that branch at the end of that mucus rope, which is surprisingly strong, by the way. And... I guess that it would have to be in order to hold all the weight that it's about to. Because what happens next is that while one is dangling, the other slug will slide down that rope and join the first slug and then basically intertwine with it. And then both slugs will inflate their penises. <laughs> and I cannot honestly think of a better verb than inflate. They use the same mechanism to pump up their penises as you've probably seen snails and slugs use to grow and shrink their eye stalks. It's called hydrostatic pressure, and what they're doing is they're pumping fluids to enlarge their penis into that area. Um, it'll inflate from the right side of their head, which is not a normal place to see a penis, by the way, if you're unfamiliar. <laughs> and that area on its head that it inflates from is called the gonopore. 
After pumping fluids, they'll manage to grow their penis to about the same size as their body, putting all human penis pumps to shame completely. They do not sell that in any stores here. <laughs> and the reason that they dangle from a string to mate is that their penises are so large that they actually need the help of gravity to accomplish their mating ritual. Although, according to esteemed slug doctor slash limacologist Dr. Ben Rousen of the National Museum in Wales, he actually did um, an interview with BBC and he mentioned that there are other species that can grow penises three to four times their body length. Could you imagine though? That sounds unwieldy. <laughs> and he actually has a number of fantastic quotes in that interview. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's very enlightening. <laughs> so now we've got two slugs curled up together, hanging from a string, slowly pumping up their respective penises. And as they grow, they'll unfurl into this electric blue frilly chandelier looking structure as the slugs entwine penises. And then they'll begin the spermatophore transfer. Spermatophores are just capsule packets full of sperm. It's a sperm package that they just give to the other slug. And it's not exclusive to slugs. Like there are some species of squid that do that, which considering they're related, I guess that's not surprising. And I think it's pretty neat how versatile and mobile those penises are. They can actually create a wide variety of shapes throughout the mating process, and it gets pretty intricate. I'll upload some pictures of that to the Instagram as well, and hopefully nobody reports it for nudity, which it would deserve, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, it's theorized that their super enlarged penises are an adaptation to increased chances for the successful sperm delivery. Which I guess makes sense, but it kind of makes me wonder why so many other species didn't really evolve in that direction. <laughs> so after their performance, which can last hours, by the way, lots of endurance, there's a pretty decent chance that not just one, but both slugs walk away pregnant. Or slither? Do slugs slither? Do they crawl? Do they slink? Slink? Merriam-Webster, let me know, please. <laughs> Slinking past that. <laughs> That was stupid. Sorry. Oftentimes, one of the slugs will actually eat the goo rope after mating, which doesn't sound appetizing, but thinking about it, they just expended a lot of energy and resources creating that and then blowing up their penises to the size of themselves and then mating, and they probably get a lot of that energy back by eating that goo rope. I'm gonna do a pure guess here, by the way, based off of zero facts, but I imagine that the slug who made the rope is probably the one that eats it. I feel like it'd be pretty rude of the other slug to eat it. Definitely a social faux pas. I know I'd be irritated if I just made this whole goo rope and then someone else ate it. <laughs> so after slinking, slithering, or crawling away, any pregnant slugs will lay their egg clusters in the same type of damp, dark area that they typically inhabit. And their eggs are a translucent yellow, tiny, obviously, and take about a month to hatch. And they usually lay a couple hundred at a time. Then it takes a further two years for the slugs to reach sexual maturity, which I guess doesn't really sound like a lot, but I mean, they only live to about two and a half or three years old anyways. So the majority of their lives, they're like children. Like imagine if you didn't go through puberty until you were like 65, that would suck or be great. Not sure, both. All right, so that is the dirty laundry for leopard slugs. And I hope that terrified you guys if it didn't, keep in mind that they're not the only slug species that has weird sex. Some have spiky genitals or darts, or they shove spiky spermatophores inside of their partners. 
Nature is weird and I am happy to be human. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for tuning in. It's not something that you have to do, so I appreciate that you do. And don't forget to check out Phonication's Twitter and Instagram and Patreon for all sorts of content like news and sources and super scary pictures. Also, if you guys want to hear about melting fishes, don't forget to tune in next hump day to hear all about it. Bye!